Oh, hey, y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately, my life has gotten way, way, way more busy, and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And... There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Y'all, do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared? One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli, and it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here are some facts. Factor, they make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious, Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more do you need to hear, y'all? Head to factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50 and use code comingoutpod50 to get 50% off. That's code comingoutpod50 at factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50. Get 50% off! Bye! Happy holidays! Holidays! Um, it is. Uh, it's the end of the year, y'all. Mm-hmm, uh, in case mm-hmm. you were unaware, um, and we are doing our annual mailbag episode where w- y'all just you send us questions and um, 
really we got like lovely comments and things like that we but did. um we you, yes uh you send us our your queer queries and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. we do our best to answer them and we got some really great ones everything we got a like a bunch of stuff yeah. this year Y'all, we did thank you thank you thank you we were really really grateful and it's like just to give you a little preview going into this it's everything from like you know advice surrounding how to find community to like <laughs> mine and lauren's personal sex lives and history to <laughs> you know uh, i have a t- god it's gonna have to be a double episode if we're talking about my sexual history because i fuck <laughs> Mm, uh, and uh, perfect transition to uh, and questions about the workplace. We also mm-hmm, got mm-hmm, to say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we uh, we really like this is actually a very very fun um, like plethora of of questions, and so we're just gonna dive right in. Yeah, and as always, uh, Nicole and I are just mm. two two queer two queer Mm, mm -hmm, chicks mm -hmm. talking speaking from our own experiences we are not experts in i dare say any field um Mm. and so take our suggestions uh with a a grain of queer salt uh but you know go your your gut your instincts you know yourself better than we do so if we ever say something where you're like whoa that sounds wildly wrong but i'll try it anyway don't you you don't don't you know (laughs) we're just giving our best our best advice from our the goodness of our hearts and souls Thank you, Lauren. Could not have legally said it binding. better. Non-legally yeah. binding. <laughs> also, we forgot uh, to introduce our podcast. Um, hi, we're Lauren and Nicole. This oh, is coming yeah. out with we, Lauren This and is coming out with Lauren and Nicole. Hey. Hey. Uh, <laughs> well, it feels hey, weird to do the intro did. when we're not doing the usual thing. I, so I, I think I totally, that's what I it was. totally agree. I like breaking with, with tradition. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway. Um... So here we go. Uh, the, the the first the first question. We're going to start with the work one because yeah, let's start we, with the work one. I I really I found this one really. Um, it was it's a conundrum. I, yeah. I think so. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a, a sticky wicket. A sticky wicket. across the pond. Say. <laughs> okay. That's so uh, weird. It says. I work for a company that mainly employs conservative-leaning employees. I am basically the token liberal and token queer. They've all been very accepting of me, but recently a coworker has taken to posting anti-trans material on her social media. We do not have an HR department, and my coworker is close friends with the boss. How can I stand up for the trans community and show my coworker that she is very wrong in her assumptions about transgender people without engaging in a way that could jeopardize my job? Cool. Good question. And so I'm sorry to hear you are in that position. That is not a fun place to be stuck in. Not at all. And I mean, in general, it's like, you know, we know that a lot of you are in uh, live in areas that are uh, more conservative um, than you personally identify. And Mm. there are all kinds of challenges that come with uh, being in a queer person, uh, being a queer person living in a a more conservative area. And this is but one. Um, But this is this is a sticky one because, you know, (laughs) you don't want to lose your freaking job. And um yeah, and we know that uh, queer people do lose jobs um, as a result of being queer, and you know, and then it 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 it's bad. Anyway, so 
here's what I was thinking. Because, of course, I read, like, in halfway through, I was like, oh, just talk to HR. And then I was like, oh, there's yeah. no HR. Um, which there often isn't at small companies, right? Um, so my... Here's... All I can say is here's what I would do. Is sometimes... Because I, I think you're going to get in the weeds if you combat this with your own opinion. Um, that opens the door, I, th I think, um, for some... Whether it's misinterpretation or whatever, it could land you in hot water at work is what I'm trying to say. However... What you could do is, like, you know, if there's anti-trans material, you could just simply post a link that has other facts <laughs> that, that, that shows that there are more sources to draw from about trans people and the trans experience than this person is giving their social media audience. Um, and, and you're saying like as a as like a, a reply basically yeah, to their post or yeah okay gotcha yeah as a reply to their post I mean certainly you can do it on your own page too um, mm -hmm. and then you know if this person at work if if all your colleagues um, follow both of you on social media then they'll see both which is yeah. great and a very very non confrontational way of doing mm -hmm, it mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think you can also like just as a comment be say you know. Um, here's a, a another person here's here's a different perspective on this um and just and a link to whatever it is you know um mm. whether whether it's like hormones or what you know who knows what this person is posting there are any number of things but i i'm not saying you're going to change this person's mind but i do think that it allows you to assert your allyship in a way that is not going to land you in hot water on the job front. Hmm. Yeah, my feeling is pretty similar. I, I, and again, this is what it, I, I've in in my mind. I'm like, this is what I would personally do. Would I? Mm. I don't know. I'm terrified of confrontation. I've said it so many <laughs> times. But in my in my perfect world, I feel like I would maybe speak to them but more likely i would send them a message and i would say something along the lines of like hey um i saw some of your posts and uh i i was uh i was wondering um something along the lines of like these were these are some things that were depending on what they're posting but if it's something that you're like okay i can see how someone could be concerned about this if they believe it's true. I'm thinking of when my mom was concerned about, like, she's like, kids are transitioning sure. at like three or sure. whatever. And and it was something where I was like, okay, if you believe that to be true, I understand that that could concern you. So back to what I was saying, something like, hey, I saw, um, I saw what you posted. This is actually something that I was initially concerned about when mm. I, I heard about it as well. I looked into this or a friend gave me some info, something along those lines. And it turns out there's actually a lot more to this. With your permission, would it be okay if I shared some of the things that I read that gave me more insight to this? So I would sort of like, be like hey in a very kind of friendly way like are you receptive to receiving this would it be 
okay so that if i don't know that to me feels Uh like there's a consent sort of um that's a personal opinion on like how close you feel with the coworker or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then I think like Nicole is saying, opinions are hard, facts I think are, so for example, the facts on, on trans kids who have attempted self-harm as opposed to the percentage of trans kids who are like detransitioning, you know, just like actual logical, sure. like we have, data that we can show people um so yeah i would maybe go about it that route being like hey this is something i also found alarming when i first saw it all over the media but in looking into it further here are some facts uh that i found out i was wondering if i could share them with you something along those lines i don't know what do you think sure yeah i mean i listen my feeling and you know this is the this is a, a a difference that y'all are now uh, quite familiar with between me and Lauren. Um, yeah. I am more confrontational and not, but not in a, I, I have reined it in over the years. I'm really not uh, like overly. So um, I'm trying, I truly try to be very careful about it. I'm just not shy about it, I think. Um, yeah. And so uh, what I would say is, I don't actually, I love what you're saying, Lauren. I actually, I I so fucking agree about like the meeting the person at the root of the fear. Like, cause I yeah. think that is in general, such a good way to have to like, to um, begin these kinds of conversations, whether it's with family members or friends or your coworker or whatever is I, I, I too yeah, when I first I saw too... this all over yes. the news, I also found it really disconcerting. And didn't know what to believe because it seemed like that or whatever, yeah. you know. So like, I looked into it more. So, or, I, yes, so my yes. friend who mm-hmm. works at a blah 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 gave me this info, you know, like just mm-hmm. something. It's it's the yes and of confrontation. <laughs> yes, it's the yes. Well, and it's 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 acknowledging that they're not yeah. crazy for having for having the fear that they yeah. have. And yeah. because most people, most people's, you know, phobias, literally, literally phobias, transphobia, uh, mm. a phobia is a, it comes mm. from a fear of something. And it's usually not even trans people. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, some, it's a fear under that. It's, and it's often of the world looking different than it did when they grew up and then them not knowing the world anymore and then not knowing their place in it, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's usually kind of what all of these fears go back to. But anyway, so I do think that meeting people at what where the the commonality is or saying yes I see you, right? I see mm-hmm. you. Um I think is really important. And that where I would differ in Lauren's yeah. approach is I wouldn't DM because here's my feeling. When someone is posting on social media, mm-hmm. they are not asking for consent to be in your feed. They are in your feed if they if you two 100% are friends. True. And that so if true, they're yeah. posting something and they haven't disabled the comments, they mm-hmm. are inviting comments. They've already consented to comments and to um, whether it's agreement or disagreement. They've already consented That's by a great posting. Point. Would you agree though? Would what if you said in the comment like what we were just saying? 
saying. Like, hey, when mm-hmm. I first saw, yeah, okay. So yes. it's basically uh, like everything a combo the same, of what we're, but e- do it publicly so that more publicly. people, yeah, I think so. That's more people actually, see yeah. it. I see and, that. And I see that. I just don't see that. Yeah, I just feel like that's part of what you sign up for when you're on social media. Is yeah, you're publicly posting a thing. Yeah, like, you're not so, wrong. You're not wrong. You know, so I don't think consent, I think the consent's already implied, like, big time in there. I don't think that, you know, there's no, like, how dare you comment on my thing. No, you posted something and you didn't disable comments, therefore you're inviting comments. I think, yeah. yeah. And I I think this is one of those ones where it's, like, depending on your... Your relationship style. like do I you guys normally think... do, do you have your own private like do you text bits back and forth to each sure. other where you could say yeah but is if it's not that personal it might be weird to send the first uh, dm you've ever sent this yeah. person ever about yeah i can see that i also from a purely covering your ass at work standpoint yes. i um i get nervous about dms because okay. um anything that happens publicly is well everybody saw it and so it can't be altered in any way. It can't be, Ooh, you know, I like screenshot that. in just as in like just the right way. Like I didn't it even can't, think about the deep fakes. Yeah, there's no way you could it could be misconstrued because it's it was it's public. Everybody can see it, so your ass is covered. So that's, that's also not a bad my point. That's also my thing. Another great point, which is that this is one of those questions where if anyone and we received this as an email, so we can forward on stuff to the person who wrote this email. But since Nicole and I don't work in, you know, like traditional offices or anything, if Mm -hmm. anyone out there has dealt with something along these Mm -hmm. lines or has input on it or, for example, works in HR and is like, "Ooh, I've got a great idea, please, please uh, Mm -hmm. let me and Nicole know either. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, or email us at comingoutpod at gmail.com and we will forward it on to the person who wrote in because this is one where I'd love to outsource to anyone who has better info than we do sheerly from working, yeah, in a more traditional office environment. Yeah, I just think generally speaking, like without, you know, without having to be confrontational about it, like if this person feels emboldened enough to post like their views or their links, then like, and they're to to do so publicly, it's a bit of a tit for tat. You just don't have to say that (laughs) if that makes sense. Yeah. Don't write tit for tat publicly on any sort of work correspondence. (laughs) For multiple reasons. For multiple. (laughs) So anyway, that's, there we go. Yeah. Um, Problem solved. We did it. Okay. The world is great. (laughs) Um, So this next question, there are a few things we're going to address in this um we're going to try not to uh make it too long there was just um there's an obvious part of this with that we want to address which is like the literal um like our literal response to the question asked and then something additional that we want to address that is just about like um the way the question came to us so there you go so here we go um and this is a uh, trigger warning to those out there. Uh, this deals with uh, with suicide, so um, and suicidal ideation, I guess. Uh, with the heartbreaking passing of Twitch, I'm curious your uh, your thoughts about the best way to check in with family, friends, or anyone really. Um, and I'm just going to say, especially around the holidays, y'all, that's mm-hmm. a it's a tough time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
mental illness is uh, so the topic right now, but I'm not sure we truly talk about it enough. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I have two kids, 26 and 29, and they each have a son. I ask them constantly, how truly are you? Uh, letting them know I'm checking in. I would love your perspective on checking in tactics. Peace, love, and light always. Um, yeah. Okay. So... It's interesting. Um, Mandal and I were talking about this yesterday um, in light of the Twitch situation. Yeah. And for those who don't know, yeah, uh, yeah, Twitch um, was uh, Ellen DeGeneres's like longtime DJ on her show yeah. um, and also a dancer and choreographer. Uh, choreographer. Yeah. yeah, like a very, very well loved um celebrity uh who um died by suicide uh two days ago uh at age 40 leaving behind um three kids and 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 his wife so and it was like a real it's real really sh- just by really all de- accounts devastating and the shocking. kindest just a very very kind good man it's just a really mm-hmm. really tough one yeah and i think it's a really I mean, Mandela and I, for all the obvious reasons, uh, had been talking about this. And and one of the things that it that was a, a where this this acted as a, a um, good reminder for us is that uh, what you see, the stories uh, mm. that people curate for themselves on social media is not reflective of their reality um Mm -hmm. and someone can seemingly have the best life ever and be suffering terribly in silence he'd Um, also very recently he'd signed with like a huge agency it's like career family like he was firing on all cylinders so this was not something this really felt like uh, people felt very blindsided by this. Yeah. And and so I think, like, it's all the better reminder to, like, check on your strong friends, I guess, is, like, I, I actually really yeah. love that. Um, that because there is... And I get it. Like, I do it, too, even though it was done to me my whole life because, like, my sister was the fragile one and it was mm. like, oh, Nicole, you've got, like, you're strong. You've got this. Like, whatever this is, you know, like, oh, you're going to be fine. You know, you got you got, you got got this, right? You can take care of yourself, right? Like, you can, you know, you're going to be fine. Um, we don't need to worry about you, right? And that's, uh, there's a lot of pressure that gets put on somebody's shoulders um, by being considered the strong one. <laughs> the strong friend the strong parent the strong sibling the strong son or daughter or whatever um so check on your strong friends and and i think in terms of checking in i know it's a really tricky thing so i have a few suggestions and again this is so personal right this is so personal to what your own style is in the way that you connect with people and your own comfort with with intimacy um, with your friends and whatever those dynamics are, your friends and family. Yeah. And then it's also knowing the person that you're talking to exactly. and have, yeah. having some gauge of what 
they will and will not receive. Yeah, I think that I'm going to jump in super quick because I've yeah, seen people please. talking about this. And that's such a great point is people are saying like, hey, when you are checking in with someone, remember, this is still this is your friend. This is the same person. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to like, like if this is someone you always do sort of like bits with, it's going to be weird if you, if you send them or hit them with like a super sincere to, you know, like treat them like <laughs> your friend, like the person who communicate with them, how you communicate with them. You're just checking mm -hmm. in, but you don't have to completely alter. Like you're treating them like a different human being because you know, they're depressed. So I think that's a good thing to keep in mind is like they don't all of a sudden become a different entity because of what they're dealing with or what your concern they're dealing with. So just remember, this is the same person you know and love and treat them as that unique individual, not like an amorphous blob who you're quote unquote concerned about. So I think what oh, you're saying yeah. about the unique relationship is... Yeah, is yes, is really there's no one size fits all in yes, terms of exactly. like checking in on somebody exactly. like there's just not. Um, so, you know, that said, I, I really do love what like our, the, the person who asked this question, our listener um, said about saying how, how truly are you right? Like, um, how are you really is another way I've like heard mm. that question asked. How are you really you know because how are you is such a throw it's literally like a greeting how are you fine yeah. good like it's like we we like don't even think to stop and answer that in a real way you know um like i oh my god even this was it this morning um where i i was yes i or yesterday i was getting coffee and I had just gotten some, like, very scary family news. But I, like, went into the coffee shop and saw the owner of the coffee shop who was at the register, who, like, I've seen before, obviously. And she knows me. And she's like, she's like, hey, how are you? And I was like, good. How are you? You know? And I yeah. had the thought of, like, I'm purposefully lying to this person's face. But it's because, like, what am I going to do? Be like, actually, I just got some really shitty news. Um, yeah, we need to me, change that you know, greeting. It's not yeah. good. <laughs> so it's 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 I, I agree. I love the idea of breaking down the actual um, uh, question that we are asking people and finding your own way of asking so that you're getting a real response mm -hmm. um you know saying like <laughs> mandala often goes how's your heart that's like Aww. she has she has that's her way <laughs> and she's a very like bleeding heart person so it like makes you <laughs> quite literally <laughs> draws bleeding hearts um, i know i was gonna say yeah. <laughs> that's her thing um so like she you know how's your heart is her way of saying how are you really you know and um but uh, you know the another way is like like is there anything weighing on you you know um or like have you are, are you like what are you dealing with this week you know mm. um what are you dealing with today we we did just have a um 
I really loved this. We, I, I just did a, a musical reading with a bunch of uh, queer uh, artists, and it, it was it was wonderful because there were a lot of obviously empathic people in the room. And one person in particular asked if we could start a rehearsal where everybody was it was everybody was all over the place. The the energy was very anxious because we had a lot mm. to do in a very short period of time. And this one fellow actor said, hey, if we could just like go around the room again, say names and pronouns just to lock that in and then mm. say what is present for us right now. You we've started Lost Moon rehearsals like that. Yeah. yeah Lauren Ludwig just, has asked us to do that. Yeah. Right. It's so it. I love that. And it changed the entire energy mm-hmm. in the room when we all run right and not only did I, I we learn more about each other but it was like you know some people were going like i'm sitting here and i'll be totally honest i have imposter syndrome right now mm-hmm. everybody is so talented and i'm afraid i don't know the music and i'm mm-hmm. kind of freaking out um so <laughs> here i am and someone else was like i'm i'm here but i'll be honest i'm very tired and my husband's going through chemo and that's what I'm dealing with. But, like, I'm happy to be here with you all. And, like, I mean, it was across the board. And it just gave people space to say what was present for them so that we yeah. could all then respond to them and throughout the day treat them with the kind of sensitivity um, uh, appropriate to what they voiced you know, uh, and to me, I think that's a really beautiful thing is to, to to approach someone with what's present for you right now. I think, yeah, I think a lot of what you're getting at is it's moving from the general and amorphous to yes. the specific. So something yes. like, how are you, is the most general comment you can get. And so we're gradually yeah. whittling that down yep. to more specific. And along mm-hmm. those lines, uh, and I will retweet this thread on the pod's Twitter, um, but there was a, a thread that I saw, because a lot of people have obviously, in light of Twitch, been talking about these things. And someone coming from a place of of having been uh, having mental health struggles previously was like, hey, here's what helped me in terms mm-hmm. of when people were trying to help me. And it was all about the specifics. So in other words, if you say to someone, is there anything I can do for you? Holy shit, that's a broad question. That's overwhelming. So if someone is already feeling overwhelmed, they might just be like, no, I'm good. Because it's like, uh, but if you get more specific, i.e., hey, can I come over this weekend and cook you dinner? Hey, yes. can I come over some night this week and watch a movie with you? It just it yes. narrows it down and it gives it just makes it more you can hold it more in the palm of your hand when it's a specific ask. Can I do oh, your laundry? I so agree. Like something. Yes. Yeah. So I think that getting moving from the general to the specific can be really helpful in check-ins. It's it's um, sort of it's the yes. Oh, Lauren, I so I'm so glad you said that because like it is it's sort of the rule of thumb of like you think about when when people are grieving, right? When they've just lost oh, yeah. someone in their family and in m- many different cultures, yep. the what you do is you bring a meal you bring them yep. food because the assumption yep. is that they're not 
potentially even able to be doing things for themselves, whether it's like, you know, feeding themselves, like just like the Mm -hmm. most basic stuff, but -hmm. it's taking that responsibility off their shoulders of having to make their own meal and also of having to figure out what it is they actually need help with because the truth is they need help with everything. And it is when you say, I'm here for you if you need anything, I can say from personal experience, like, picking up a phone and calling so i have to be in such a dark place for that to be the the case like but if somebody says hey i'm coming over with like a bag of groceries or hey i'm coming over and we're gonna watch this movie exactly yeah you can take a little like initiative control control like like one of my best friends one of my best friends surprised me in like like the week or two after i had leif and and like with a massage um i mean she coordinated it with uh you know with gustav um but she like with a you know a masseuse literally just showed up at my house with her table (laughs) amazing it was on and and like i really i was really struggling and so and she knew it and so she didn't ask what Mm. do you need how can i help it was i'm sending over a masseuse and like it's that exact kind of thing it's so important because of course we all mean well in saying hey if you need anything reach out but sometimes we don't know how to reach out we don't know what to say we don't even know what to ask for so it's it's that and then i i just i know i don't want to spend like too much time on this question but i do i do want to address the this is something that came up with mandala yesterday with in our conversations about all of this and we've talked about this many times is like i do want to address the specific suicide suicidal ideation bit of this which something that my family and i learned unfortunately too late like after kim died by suicide was that the in terms of like the actual advice from mental health professionals when it comes to talking with a loved one who is suicidal or experiencing suicidal ideation is not to do what we all would want to do and naturally go to do which is to say don't say that you know we, mm-hmm. i like i you got to stay here don't don't think mm-hmm. like that i love you like i love you is obviously a great thing to say but like like um you can't do that like why would you think that you know all this stuff which is shutting down their feelings and making it it doesn't make it go away you're not convincing them out of it you're telling them it's not okay for you to voice this because it Mm. scares me too much and so then it just becomes the message ends up being okay i'll keep it to myself and that's not what we want and so the terrifying job of those of us on the side of the the friend the sibling the parent the the son daughter whatever spouse is to say have you let's talk about it have you made a plan literally that's what you're supposed to ask okay so 
where are you in this thought process? Have you started making a plan? Have you bought anything? Have you, and, and like figure out where, where they are in that and then, you know, act accordingly. And that's a whole other conversation. But in terms of what this person is asking, you are supposed to run towards yeah, it, exactly. not away from it. Yeah. Yep. So um, that's what I'll, that's what I'll say about that, Lauren. Oh, no, I, I think uh, you, I think you nailed it. Yeah, I think we think that by not talking about things it can potentially make them magically go away if we don't talk about them and that for this as much and if not more than anything else yeah it needs the nitty-gritty needs to be talked it needs to be treated as a real thing because it's real real to the person talking to you so engage with it even though that is even though it's terrifying for you it's a small concession to to make and then you can figure out what to do from there um with them or however that needs to happen but um so yeah and the last thing i'm going to say about this and this is just gonna be roll real fast um is dear dear listener who sent us this question like uh, please know this is meant with like the most uh love uh because this (laughs) an incredibly parallel situation literally just happened on my family chain with my in-laws so uh you are not alone um but i would just say uh for for you out there and anybody listening to this so the way that we did receive this email the um subject line was uh simply suicide and as a person who uh, has ex- is a survivor of suicide, which means I have experienced the I have survived the suicide of a loved one, um, that is a very triggering thing to see pop up in my email. Um, just that word, and then even for Lauren, who is not a survivor of suicide, but is terrified about everybody's mental health at any given I time, did, and I <laughs> opened it real, real quickly. Yeah. I was like, oh, she was, no, <laughs> is this she, someone? And then I was like, yes. oh, thank God, it's a question. <laughs> Yes. Yes. She thought she was terrified that somebody was about to take their life and was telling us. Um, So just as a and this this goes with everything, you know, this happened, like, like I said, on my family chain, where like one of the people on my family chain sent like statistics that had to do with suicide, but that were about something environmental and whatever. And I was like, time out meant mean this with all the love. If we're going to like just cash drop suicide statistics into a conversation, could y'all be like, hey, Nicole, I think this is a really important article to share, but it does deal with like taking one's own life. So if you want to sit this out, I'm just like, you know, trigger warning, letting you know, love you, you know. Um, So like generally speaking, just... I know it's so hard for all of us to be aware of that stuff. And this is not, I'm not speaking from like a place of like, oh, I'm like triggered by everything. Like I, it's not that. Um, it just uh, is helpful to have awareness. That's all. Yeah. I mean, just End like uh, mental health or question about mental health yes, or just something. Yes, yeah. Just yeah. A, yeah. Think of it as so. a spoiler alert. We're so good about spoiler <laughs> alerts for like Marvel movies and like Game of Thrones and shit. <sighs> so just a little think. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> we just want to make sure we spoiler tag our 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 tra- traumatic subject lines. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. That's all I'm gonna spoiler alert. Um. Anyway, so thank you so much for that question, though. The the question is deeply important. So thank and you. And I will retweet um, that thread I mentioned uh, this week. So check mm-hmm. if you're interested in the that. Uh, check our our Twitter. Um, okay. Bang. Um, I think let's do something fun next because I feel like that was really heavy. Um, uh, (laughs) all right. So I don't know. I'm not sure who she is. Um, so I'm, I'm literally just going to say this is from Kirsta because it is and she won't care. Oh, okay. Great. So, Kirsten. We're leaving everyone else anonymous, but Kirsten gets a shout out. <laughs> oh, Kirsten, I love you. Um, so she says, tell us your first queer sex story. Three exclamation points. The joy, the nerves, the gay stuff. Two exclamation points, LOL. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, hey, Lauren. Uh, do you want I to have first? to go first? Oh, my God. Okay. I feel like I'm the obvious one to go first. You go first. Oh, my God. Okay. This was a long time ago. But, okay, so I feel like I've said this before, but I will officially spell it out because people are always, like, talking about being, like, late bloomers and stuff. And I even, I call myself a late bloomer, but I think we should normalize having sex later Um, because I don't even think I had it that late, but I've heard people say it a lot. So I, my first queer sex, which was my first everything sex, uh, was like middle of my senior year of college, um, which is normal and cool, y'all. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yeah. No, but people yeah. say like late bloomer. I feel like people feel like, like in euphoria, they're like doing like sex swing stuff, like their freshman year of high school. So I just want to like normalize having sex like a little bit. Like I was 21. I was a senior in college. Um, and it was my college girlfriend. Um, and from what I remember and from what I'll say, two highlights, um, I, I was drunk which i am saying because i was not incapacitated drunk but i was definitely like it had a little to drink which i think is fine because i think a lot of people that can be depending on your relationship with alcohol that can be helpful with nerves and stuff and for a lot of my sexual encounters especially if it's like first time or something i have had a few drinks and i think that that's okay and i think that we can like name that because i don't know i'm a very anxious person do we all have to be sober when we're when we're fucking that's horrible no but i feel like we definitely get (laughs) some messaging where it's like if you're if you're having to like drink to have sex like that's a bad sign and i think in some cases that definitely can be but absolutely there's there's a, a huge gray area um And so, yeah, so I just wanted to name that because I was really nervous and I was with someone who had had sex with women before and I had it. And so that was just like something that was helpful uh, for me. And then the other thing, this is the curveball. (laughs) <laughs> there were handcuffs involved which was like kind of like it was kind of like a bit because i like had i would like had the 
these handcuffs for like these like not they were like not re- I mean they were real but they like mm-hmm. had like a safety so you didn't like mm-hmm. need a key oh, yeah, 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 but yeah. like I had them for like all throughout college as like a bit or it was like a Halloween costume one year or something but I had them and then for some reason they were around and they figured into it which I know is like like what that's like your first time you're ever doing this why were there handcuffs I don't know it's just a thing that happened and so that's a fun I little, love that I know so it's happy. a fun fact it's a fun it fact really about fun me fact. that you would not expect but I think it's worth naming um yeah and it was a really I was lucky that it was a really great positive experience and I was scared it was helpful to me that I was with someone who had been with uh, with a woman before I know that for some people mm. that might make them more nervous for me it made me less nervous because I was like okay one of us knows what we're doing <laughs> um, totally I get that but yeah and she knew my she knew that that I was honest with her about her being the first girl I've been with some people prefer their partner not to know that which is also fine I'm a very transparent uh, over confessional at times person so it was important <laughs> to me that she knew all that so yeah but it was a really mm. it was a really positive experience. It was very good, good, sexy time. Ooh, <laughs> yay! Okay, Lauren in handcuffs. We did Listen, all learn we all something today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, I was, I literally when we got this question in, Kirsta, I was like. Did we talk about like? Did I did I not tell this story in the first episode? And. I have no fucking idea because that was four and a half years ago. So um, apologies if this is a, a repeat for any of you, but um, you probably don't remember either. So yeah, I think you just briefly touched on it's it. Fine. Touched um, on it. Touched on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Okay. I, I, did I. Okay. We'll, get, we'll do a pseudonym, though I'm like fucking sure that I said her real name in the first episode because I have no filter. Um, Do a pseudonym because it's fun to see what you, what people come up with when they have to make fake names. A Raquel. Okay. See? That's a hot James Bond girl name. Um, So, a Raquel um, was a uh, <laughs> was in my group of friends uh, in high school. I was um i guess just uh within the past few months had become the like token bisexual in our grade (laughs) um in that uh, i was the only bisexual in our grade um who had come out i um i was uh 15 when everybody found out um and then uh this was just after i turned 16 it was like beginning of may i want to say beginning of yeah beginning of may of my sophomore year of high school um i (laughs) god okay we so okay so i had had like raquel in my in my like my spidey sense was out about her, I think. But also it was that like she happened to be all the way back in like eighth grade. I feel like I remember her saying like, oh, I would like, you know, I feel like when I'm in college, like I'd like make out with a girl at a party or something, Mm. whatever, you know, like. And again, we've talked a lot on the podcast about like how so many of us could women, female identifying people could like 
fly under the radar that way because it was like socially acceptable and considered hot so like she could say that and like maybe did even say it in a space with males as like a turn on right she was also considered like the hot girl like everybody wanted to get with this girl and so so when i came out i was like already i already like kind of had my sights on her because i was like I know on some level she's open to this. And at that point, I still wasn't um, ready to admit that, like, my bisexuality had an emotional component, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But don't worry, this experience changed that. Um, And (laughs) so I uh, basically she and I were we went to go see our other friends dance recital. And it was just the two of us there to see it and uh and i remember i remember like sitting there next to her and being like i'd love to like really like hang out with her one-on-one after this like i wonder if we can like do that but it was also a saturday night and we all socialize with a lot of our friends a lot so we were like oh like let's just like maybe you know see what people are doing during intermission we'll like call someone this is when you called somebody and left them a voicemail right and so we like but what was hilarious is we both like were obviously thinking the same thing because we like half asked it called like one of our friends got void the voicemail didn't even leave a message and we're like well i guess like no one's available tonight and we're like do you want to just like go back to your house and drink beers and raquel's house was the house where like we where like we would do that like her parents were super cool and we kind of you know she had like a like a pack of Coors Light in her in her uh closet so what the fuck anyway so we just like went back to her house and started like drinking warm beers disgusting um and then yeah and then we were like we should let's just like it was getting a little later in the night we're like let's go downstairs and watch tv we'll like sleep on the pullout couch downstairs and like you know fall asleep watching tv and so Mm -hmm. we're like what do you want to watch and i literally can't remember how on earth this casually was dropped as a recommendation but one of us was like should we just watch porn? Do we just? Oh my god, do wanna... dude! Your life is astounding to me. <laughs> and we were like, "Yeah, like, why don't we just like cash watch porn together? We'll just casually Jesus watch porn Christ. and drink these beers." <laughs> and so, as we're sitting on the pullout couch at like 11 o'clock at night her parents are asleep we're casually watching porn our like body language is turning like closer and closer was in it towards straight? each other was it hetero porn was it a channel was it a porn it was channel? like skinamax yeah it was like okay. skinamax so was it, was, like, it probably guy hetero? i'll this be totally honest so wild tonight i cannot remember you don't remember because you're it probably was ass. i get it yeah i i didn't even i just needed it just needed the, the lubricant um as it were and that mm-hmm. was the porn i don't even remember what kind it was just okay. whatever was going to okay. make it happen okay. so and i just remember at one point we were so damn mm. close to each other and i was like Nicole, you just have to you just 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 lean in just lean in kesser just do it and i like dove into her neck like just like really really quick and like tried to kiss her cheek and totally missed and kissed like her jawbone it was like super Mm -hmm. awkward and then she 
jumped on top of me like Hot. that was it and i yes, was like Raquel, yes. get it. <laughs> so oh, like it just t- took me making like the smallest first move and then it was on and like she like that. got on top of me and yeah. and it was no holds bar it was Jesus. all the all the, the bases in one in the first night like I dude was, okay yeah it was that was I it I did it not was... do all bases and for I had like two different firsts in terms of um digital versus oral I guess <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying yes, not yes, all bases yes. in one night for me so <laughs> wow okay uh, so that's it so there it was so that's that's what happened um uh, and shout out to shout out a to queen <laughs> queen um and what's hilarious is like if you look at like the the track record of my girlfriends they well, that's like basically what I was gonna say. they basically all have not with 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 two very very uh big exceptions like who, who, that have different body types that are totally beautiful in a different way all the rest of them have the exact same body type as her it's so funny. You, oh, that's look... not what I was gonna say. Okay, no. like I Mandala has like say... a very, very similar body to Raquel. Anyway, I thought you were gonna say that it's almost the identical story to how you and Mandala got together, which is like should we just hang out like, someone's actually, house and watch a bunch of movies? It's actually like gay? literally exactly <laughs> what happened with Mandala too. Yeah, except I know. That's that Mandala and I did not say. sleep together the first night. But yes, that was exactly. What it was more chase than in high school. I love it was that. more chase than in high school. Beautiful. So there you go. That it was. It was fucking story. great. There's it was the that. scoops. There's the stars. They're just like us. They're just like us. Oh, hey, y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, Here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately my life has gotten way, way, way more busy and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And... There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Y'all, do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared? One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli, and it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here are some facts. Factor 
They make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more do you need to hear, y'all? Head to factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50 and use code comingoutpod50 to get 50% off. That's code comingoutpod50 at factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50. Get 50% off! Bye. Um, anyway, cool. so next, um, so these next few questions, we're kind of going to cover them all in the same umbrella, under the same umbrella, because they all have to do with community. And there mm-hmm. are um, a couple little specifics under mm-hmm. underneath them, but, um, but we'll, so we'll pepper those in um mm-hmm. but we felt like yeah like the ne- these these next three questions really all have to do with finding community whether that is moving to a new city or a new region whether that's um like first coming out and then trying to mm-hmm. find community whether that is finding community after like either divorce or um the death of of a spouse um and then being like newly single shit, after many I'm after newly, many many newly years single. not yes yeah. exactly i'm new, newly single again and 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 queer and and how do i you know whatever so it's sort of yeah they all fall under some similar community finding things so lauren why don't you kick this off okay uh meetup is a great resource for this meetup has a robust uh queer um i don't know audience ship (laughs) you know what i mean there's lots of queer (laughs) groups on meetup uh for all kinds of stuff hiking uh uh game playing uh more stuff like roller skating i've seen like queer roller skating stuff um so basically uh if you're if you're moving to a new area i think you can get a bead on that early by putting in that location and then you search all the tags so you're going to want to do the location search and queer lgbt lgbtq gay lesbian buy all the tags because you want to get as many hits as possible um the other thing that's great about meetup is if something does not exist you can start your own meetup about it um so if you're if you're seeing like if you're like how come none of these queer people want to play D? there are a lot of queer people who want to play D. there just might not be you know particular to your area a group doing that so you can uh start 
up your own meetup uh, and try to get uh, uh, people through that way. Um, also on our website, under resources, uh, I have a little thing um, for virtual queer community. It is, in fact, the very first thing you will find under resources. <laughs> uh, it's obviously got links to all of the groups that the center does over Zoom that we have talked about many times that Nicole and I facilitate. Um, but it's also got a little Google Doc of all these other virtual queer resources. So that's the kind of thing where, like, if you can't find stuff specific to your area, uh, we're very lucky to live in an age where you can uh, make queer friends all over the country, all over the globe. Um, so I definitely recommend checking out our virtual queer community list. Um, Lauren, that was so comprehensive. Oh my god, thank you. I, I second everything that Lauren said, and I mean, I think these are like. I will also say in terms of like specifics, um, Mm -hmm. if you're dealing with a a loss or a divorce Mm. and you're like getting back out into the scene. um, Also, if you are newly queer, um, support groups, support groups, support groups like those like where you you feel that there's a specific experience that you are going through. Right. Like a specific thing. um, And and it's important to find community of people who um, also identify the way that you do and are experiencing what you are experiencing, um, my God, go the support group route. Um, The best place to look for that stuff, obviously, is your local LGBT center. And like our LGBT center does um, uh, groups online. So there's that. Uh, If you want to do something uh, in in person or um, local to you, you know, search like a spouse grief support group. in your city or um divorce support group um or like queer d- divorce support group like um get as specific as you can yeah. um and then go outward yeah. from there if you're and not then go but don't be afraid from, to yes. go specific because yeah. there are people experiencing oh what you're experiencing and there are more oh specific God, yeah. groups than you might than you might be led to believe hundred percent also great way to find those are um via hashtags on online on instagram and things like that like a lot of people i know specifically in like grief circles have found community um via just like searching specific hashtags like you know sibling loss or spouse spousal loss or like whatever it is um you can get super specific about that stuff and then often that will lead to like oh there's an organization that has like local support groups for this thing like stuff like that um but i'm a huge uh, proponent of support groups when it comes to this stuff so um that's what i would say yeah. for that um and speaking yeah. of social media on on spousal loss specifically i want to shout out uh two people uh one on instagram his name is david k north uh, and that there are periods in between. So this is on Instagram at david.k.north. He is a wonderful, wonderful, kind human being who um, very sadly recently lost uh, his husband of, of many, many years. And he 
is he is going through it right now and he is sharing all of they they were very well known together as a couple um so he is publicly going through uh the grieving process because a lot of people online were attached to both of them so he's being very mm-hmm. transparent and vulnerable and it's just really wonderful he's honest when he's having bad days and and you know he it's just really beautiful and people who have experienced similar are also connecting in his comments um so i would really recommend following him on instagram and then over on twitter uh there's a woman named victoria brownworth who is at vabvox at v-a-b-v-o-x uh and she uh, very sadly recently lost uh, her wife after a long illness and she is doing again this is she's a pretty well-known twitter personality so people knew uh of her and her wife and what they were going through and people are being very comforting and she's reaching out for help and to talk about her grieving process so it might be helpful uh to follow these people who are going through a similar situation and are both queer very very good point um and just to tap on like the 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 last um specific that came up in like these community based mm-hmm, mm-hmm. questions right um we did have somebody uh who was asking about finding self assurance and or community as a newly out queer demisexual um Hells i just yeah. yeah i feel like I, as lauren can relate there you go um that is again where like hashtags come in handy um because that is a very specific identifier underneath the queer umbrella. And um, my God, is I, were, were that me? And I will say, like, that is me when it comes to, like, poly stuff. Mm. I connect with other mm. poly people and find poly community and feel less, feel more self-assured and less weird and, like, have been given way more confidence by doing, like, hashtag polyamory, hashtag polyfamily, hashtag, like, whatever, um, like, all the different permeations of, like, the polyamorous hashtag. Um, and I've followed a bunch of people and different, like, polycules and families as a result um, because it's it, it, I felt like I needed to be seeing that to feel more normal and self-assured myself so i would a hundred percent do that for demisexuality yeah and demisexuality is gonna have you're gonna have a big overlap uh with asexuality yes Uh, they are different identities but there's a lot of overlap there so i would really suggest getting connected uh with the ace community and again if you go to the resources page of our website there's a little (laughs) section on asexuality and aromanticism there's a link to avon which is asexual visibility and education network uh there's a link to seattle aces and arrows there's a glossary um and the ace couple who did an episode uh, oh, with us, so they have. They're so great. They have a podcast and they have a uh, an episode. Uh, it's their September seventh episode, September seventh, twenty twenty two, called "Demisexual Representation," uh, and they talk about uh, a novel called "Never Been Kissed." Um, but yeah, they that's uh, one, and they they've discussed demisexuality in other episodes. This is just one that stuck out to me because it's literally called "Demisexual Representation." Uh, but yeah, I would definitely look at um, Ace folks. Uh, and aromantic folks, because you're going to find some good overlapping resources uh, with demi mm. folks in those circles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Um, so yeah, and then we have two very quick ones at the end um, because there it's it's truly uh, more sort of resources questions, um, but very awesomely specific ones. Um, so the first Hell one, yeah. any good resources for newly queer people to learn about the mechanics of sex? <laughs> Love this. Hell yeah! So um, immediately, 
immediately this made me think of uh, Gabrielle Cassell, who um, is a uh, sex educator and specifically a queer sex educator. Um, she has a ton of resources. If you go to her uh, website, uh, Gabrielle Cassell, that's K-A-S-S-E-L dot com. But included in that is uh, her podcast, Bad in Bed, uh, the queer sex podcast. And she hosts it with, um, a, I believe, cis identifying gay man. Uh, and so it's uh, lots of different perspectives from different identities and different kinds of sex with different people and different parts and all of that. Um, so that like Gabrielle was so awesome to have on our pod. Um, so like yeah. she's she's a great follow for that reason. She has a lot of excellent resources um, and specifically Bad in Bed, the queer sex podcast is going to uh, help help you on your journey <laughs> wherever you are. So yeah. another podcast mm-hmm. I want to shout out is called appropriately We're Having Gay Love Sex. It. <laughs> uh, it's hosted by Ashley Gavin, who is somebody who we will Woo-hoo! be having on uh, in the new year. So look out for that. Uh, but yeah, We're Having Gay Sex. And then uh, another guest who we've had on in the past, I really recommend following Stevie Bobby's YouTube channel. Uh, Stevie's last name is spelled B-O-E-B-I. Uh, she is so great and so candid about uh, about all things sexual. She literally has a video where she shows you how to finger a girl using a mason jar with like a latex and a rubber band. Oh my god, that's fucking amazing. So you can see, I mean, she does not shy away from the mechanics of it and I just think it's fucking fantastic. So I really recommend uh, and you know, if you start watching her videos other sex ed type videos will Mm -hmm. obviously pop up and your algorithm. Um, So yeah, I I definitely recommend her as well. Love that. I mean, I'll share something that I may end up cutting because I'm so ashamed of it. But um, I did in the past um, year ask um, both my partners simultaneously um, where the G-spot is actually, like how we define that. And sure. So it's very confusing. Anyway, I found out things I didn't know. Um, (laughs) All this body stuff is confusing. And we all are expected to act like so like we know everything. And we We fucking don't. And I wish that people would be more candid about it. It's confusing. And everyone's is a little bit different. Thank you. Exactly. That's why I was like, hang on. What if I what am I anyway? So you're not alone. Um, okay, and then finally, our last question. Um, I won't read the whole thing because it's uh, there's a lot, yeah. Well, sure, basically, uh, we had a listener ask about you know, in the wake of of Colorado, and I mean, really, so many things, right? Um, but in the wake of the Colorado, um, uh, Club Q tragedy, are there places to donate, um, or you know. Lists of organizations where our money could actually, like our money, your money could actually yeah. make a difference. Because you hear yeah. these things out there like, don't donate to the Red Cross, yeah. don't give to Salvation Army, like, oh, they're practice. And you get so, con- you get so in your head, like, who the fuck am I supposed to give money to who's not just yeah. gonna give it to the CEO and then they go to the Bahamas? Yeah. Like, it's just, it gets very sticky with these huge organization does and then even like on a on a on more specific levels like i'll just say this and this could be you know they i i they could totally have like changed since this but i will say i have for several years now had like a um a a light 
light grudge against HRC um uh because my sure. aunts took the they were like one of uh three plaintiff couples who took the state of yeah we talked yeah, about this in her in, in, in Renee's, Renee's episode, episode took yeah. the state of Tennessee to court um for uh the right to marry and they asked for help from HRC and HRC wouldn't give it because they said it was a lost cause and so um that is sometimes so Nicole doesn't want to give money I'm just saying, to HRC. That's sometimes yeah. that that's a no, really gotcha. good example of what sometimes you're dealing with when you're dealing with some with bigger companies, right, or big, bigger nonprofits yes. where their scope exactly. is bigger and they're they're only gonna funnel your money where they think they have the best shot at making a difference or where they've already committed money versus other Mm -hmm. maybe more smaller and more local things where they're not going to touch it and so yeah and which brings us perfectly to our suggestion which is give yep. locally and i know that that can be frustrating because you're like but i want to help in like a bigger sense but i really feel like giving to your local LGBT Agreed. center. I almost said your local LA LGBT <laughs> center, but if you're not in LA, it ain't local yeah. to you. But like I locally, that is my local mm-hmm. LGBT. So like I'm going to trust that they're going to get it out into my actual community. Like they send me emails with like what they're working on in terms of like our queer homeless youth population. And so I feel like if I'm giving to the LA LGBT center, I am trusting that they are tackling those things head yeah. on. And I think just giving to the smaller, more local organizations, I just think they're doing the work on the ground and they're really kind of getting in there. And you can look up ones for different mm-hmm. states. So for example, for Colorado, like you can do a little research and find out, okay, what are the queer folks in Colorado doing it's on the ground? a great point. You know, so it doesn't have to be local to yep. you, but I think just the smaller ones are, I think it... I don't want to say the bigger ones. I don't want to say they're doing a better job than the bigger ones because I think it's comparing apples yeah, and oranges. It's different. But the bigger ones often are working on legislation. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's, it's a different just, scope. It's it's different. Yeah. It's different. So I think the smaller community based organizations, uh, I always feel good about giving to them. Yeah. And if you can't be, give like. Yeah volunteer oh my god volunteering is always so great and a great way to meet queer people going back to the community question you want to meet queer folks in your community volunteer and i have to say such a great way you know like there are ways to help our community via volunteering um that uh we're that don't seem um, direct, like through the LGBT center or like something with the banner of queer, right? Like if you volunteer with a homeless youth organization, Mm -hmm. inevitably you will be serving, Mm -hmm. directly serving queer youth that is what because since there is such yeah. a high percentage a huge exactly there. like and so you this is the thing about it and and same with adults right of course but like there is specifically a lot of of a yeah. huge percentage of of homeless youth are identify as queer right so like that's yeah. that's something to look into even if it doesn't say you know we're a queer homeless youth organization right yeah. you will inevitably have crossover so th- think out of the 
box on that as well. Yeah. 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 Volunteering and wearing yes. like queer, like wear, wear your, your rainbow, rainbow shirt when yes. and like a, a queer person will exactly. see that. Like, because we are exactly there. We out there. someone just seeing you and go, oh, yeah. I'm not alone, you know, and like seeing a queer adult, yeah, really you know, beautiful. yes, 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 oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what we've got for you. And, um, Wow, the end Such of the great year. Questions. Yes. Thank you all <gasps> so this much. Is, this was so fun to do this episode. I mean, it's always so fun to like get to interact with y'all in, in any way. Hell and this just yeah. feels like having a dialogue like, pretty directly with you. Um, so we're just, we're so pleased. We're going to close on a voice mm-hmm. memo that we got from a listener named Puck. This was such... Um, this was such a beautiful message, and we wanted to leave all of you yeah. with it. Puck, take it away. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Nicole. Puck here. Just wanted to take a moment to thank you for your podcast and your work at the uh, center, which has meant a lot to me personally, and I'm sure other people. Um, it's got me through a really dark period in 2021 and uh, continues to bring me joy. and makes me excited about driving to work on Wednesday, because there's always a new episode. So... Uh, Thank you, and I wish you a happy holiday and a really great 2023. Bye! Thank you so much, Puck. Um, So, yes, as always... I am at Nicole Payson on instagram and uh, a little tiktok i guess yeah you're coming anyway. you're getting there <laughs> i'm at lauren flans on twitter and lauren underscore flans on instagram we are at coming out pod on twitter and instagram our hashtags are hashtag coming out pod hashtag found ricky hey shout out to our patrons kim simone jim w jack adri tanya mandy tia sarah wilson mix michelle forbes Pooh, we bleed philly sammy michelle kaz carmel kieran smiley aaron mitchell vanessa hunt diego hernandez and beyond clicks.com if you would like to be on that list or check out any of our tiers of giving starting at one dollar a month uh you can go to patreon.com slash coming out pod and also you could head to spotify apple podcast mm-hmm. give us a five-star rating and a nice review that really helps and last but not least uh next wednesday we will be taking off as always because it's that weird dead zone in between christmas and new year's uh however we're not gonna fully leave you hanging because i got special permission to release an episode of a podcast that Nicole and I guested on together uh, a couple of prides ago. Uh, it's called The Bechtel Cast, uh, and they discuss uh, movies from a feminist perspective. And so for Pride Month, uh, Caitlin and Jamie, the two hosts, had Nicole and I on together to discuss the greatest lesbian Christmas movie of all time. I am, of course, referring to Carol. I know people have a lot of strong feelings about Carol, but if you've never seen it before, watch it before next week. If you have seen it, watch it again. Maybe you'll like it this time. Um, I'm really excited to release our Carol episode because it is... I want it to become a holiday classic. So that will be in your feed next week. Uh, And we will see you all again live in the new year. Thank you. Have a beautiful holiday season and um, blessed new year, beginning of your new year. And uh, bye. Bye.